Welcome to another episode of New York Sports Incomplete. This is Rex the Rookie here with John the Veteran. How you doing, John? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Better than last week. Barely. <laughs> All right. This episode brought to you by Buddy's Barbecue. If you've got an event, you live on Long Island, you owe it to yourself to give Buddy a call. He's an award-winning pit master who'll bring all the equipment, food, and fixings right to your event. Make it right in front of you. It'll be delicious, and it'll be easy on you. So if you're interested, call Buddy at 516-497-0246. 516-497-0246. And please tell him the guys at New York Sports Incomplete sent you. All right, John, let's get into it. Let's do it. We won a game. We had a win. We won a game. Mets won a game. Verlin, Verlander pitched a gym. Seven innings. Yeah. The Mets, uh, you know, when the starter goes more than six innings, the Mets almost always win. The beauty in this is that we're recording the show at 12 in the afternoon on a Sunday, which means in approximately two and a half hours, I'm going to be really sad because we have McGill on the mound. <laughs> So I'm, ch- I'm cherishing this Th- brief moment we th- got right now. Thank you for that, John. Yeah. Um, look, June is over. Maybe the June swoon is gone. Yep. Time to ride the high of July. <laughs> I thought it uh, might be interesting to take a snapshot of June and and and, and talk Bernie. Talk about yeah. <laughs> talk about the Mets and the Yankees. So uh, the record of the Mets in June 2023. Seven wins against 19 losses. That's putrid. That's, yep, that Yankees, sums it up. Yankees were 11 and 12. Uh, Mets team ERA, which I think is the crux of the problem, 4.43. Yankees almost a whole point lower at 3.48. Mets batting average as a team, 228. Yankees, 208. Runs scored, Mets, 115. Yankees, 88. Home runs, Mets 36, Yankees 29. RBI, Mets 114. RBI for Yankees 83. Mets team OPS 696, Yankees 652. So in every stat except for ERA and wins and losses, the Mets had a better June than the Yankees. Do you want me to go into the wins and losses now? Because I... Well, I got stats. <laughs> you know, the the I think it's mainly tied to the ERA. Well, yeah, it's the pitchings. And and you know, as we've been saying all season, the starting pitching doesn't go long enough in most cases, and the bullpen's been overexposed. It's the pitching's horrible and we have a severe lack of situational hitting. That's you know. Yeah, let's get into that because the Yankees, I mean, the Mets have always been known as a good situation. Stroke. Situation. That's, that's the Mets' offense in a nutshell, right there. We can't even pronounce situational hitting. That's how bad we are at it. Situational hitting has been the Mets' thing. Jeff McNeil was the king of the badly needed single in a hot spot. 
Imagine getting paid so much money just to hit singles, and you don't want to do it. <laughs> like, I don't... I, you know, it's Keith Hernandez said on the broadcast last night, he said, you know, it seems like every time Jeff hits the ball in the air, it's an out. It is. Yeah. Jeff, go back to last year where you swung the bat evenly on an even level plane. Maybe we should explain it to him in golf terms because he likes golf so much. He doesn't have a driver. He just yeah. has a wedge. Take, the ball will not go far no matter how hard you hit it. Jeff, take your driver and break it in half. <laughs> At most, use a seven iron. <laughs> Singles. Level uh, swing. Go the opposite Lynn, way. Lynn, Lindor's doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Lindor's batting from his worst side because he thinks he can hit more home runs. And he's having this weird-ass year where he's got lots of RBI, lots of home runs, and his batting average is in the tank. Yeah, because cool, he's, I mean, he's swinging for the downs every time he's up at bat. Right, <laughs> but, but there have been many, many clutch strikeouts in important yeah, no, periods. I, I, I mean, how many times are we going to have runners on third? With less than two outs, and we don't get a sack fly. I mean, it's and and so here we go. Let me because you went into the the metrics of what, why is this team so bad? We're we've dropped nine of our last ten one run games. Whereas last year we almost won all of them. Yeah, nine of our last ten. There's also been a truckload of mental mistakes defensively. Uh, there's something wrong with Pete. Pete Alonso, I feel, came back too early from his injury and his confidence is in the crapper. I'll go as far as to say I think it's the, this June was the worst month of baseball he has ever played his entire tenure as a New York Met. From just an offense and defensive standpoint, this was probably the worst Pete Alonso we've ever seen. Pete has had more throwing errors in even the last two weeks than I can remember in its whole career. Him and McNeil completely unraveled. Jeff McNeil, and I think it's the same problem. I think both of these guys are trying too hard. They're pressing. They, I think these are athletes that care deeply about how their team does, and they're trying too hard. It's, it's hard to watch. That other guy pressing at the plate is Marte. Yeah. Marte has completely abandoned any and all plate discipline whatsoever. He looks like Javi Baez up there right now. Yeah, there was a there was a female fan at a game, I think three games ago, had a sign up said, don't swing at everything. It wasn't even a sign. She was just screaming it. She was just <laughs> to I top mean, her lungs. Yeah, I mean, don't swing at everything. Kind of, kind of is it in a nutshell. They, and again, it's got to go to this hitting coach, Barnes. I mean, these guys are trying launch angle. They're swinging at all kinds of pitches they shouldn't be swinging at. No, they, and they, they uh, I think it's, we've talked, we talked about it the other day. I think they got completely shell-shocked by Atlanta during that last series in September. And instead of, they, they took away the wrong things from that series. The biggest takeaway was your three main pitchers completely crapped the bed. It wasn't that the lineup wasn't hitting enough home runs. That's not the reason we got swept by Atlanta. And for some reason, we've, just, we've tried to take the same team that won 101 games last year and turn them into something they're not. 
And this is the result on top of the bad pitching. And in almost every aspect of life, if you're not true to who you are, you're not much anything. And that's where they're at right now. They're not much anything. They don't. They're not doing much anything right. And it's do you have you have one guy who could who you think could hit a home run every single time he's up. And because you've screwed so much up, he, last year Pete would just hit singles the opposite way. He would just take what the pitcher was giving him, get on base, and the home runs came because he's just naturally one of the strongest people I've ever seen in my life. Now, for whatever reason, he's trying to hit home runs and he can't. No. Can't hit anything. And because it looks like somebody's preaching launch angle, a lot of these guys have developed holes in their swings. They've regressed. In Almost average. every way. Yeah. Almost every one of them. Nimmo's the only one where his average has relatively stayed the same, but he doesn't walk anymore. Doesn't walk, and he might get 20 home runs this year. But He's hitting, I mean, he's hitting bombs right now. But I'm kind of of the mindset that Last year's Nemo was more valuable to the team, though. He's the table right. setter. Yeah. You know, home runs with nobody on base are great, but... He's also, he's our leadoff hitter. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we have a ton of leadoff home runs. one nothing, And our pitching staff isn't, keep, isn't winning one, one nothing games. And, and I think you hit on something rather important. We're not the Braves. We're never going to be the Braves. Well, you don't have to be the Braves to win 100 games. We, you know, had the starting pitching not imploded, we would have beat the Braves. It's time for the Mets to take a good hard look at themselves. Steve Cohen had a a, a presser this week where he basically said, I'm not changing my management team before the end of the year. Uh, I have to look at the long view we have long-term goals that we have to reach, and if I make rash decisions or decisions that are perceived as rash, that I won't be able to attract top talent, which is refreshing. That's but strange. he also said it's on the players, and if they don't get their act together really quickly, we're going to have some hard decisions to make, meaning some of these guys won't be Mets at the end of the year. He also said... Adding to this team would just be throwing good money after bad and silly. Yeah. So if you're a Mets fan... At least you know he's watching the games. Right. <laughs> if you're a Mets fan, you can't go, well, if we could just go out and get so-and-so, we would be okay. No, it's not. That's not going to happen. It's not It's not Cohen's fault that the team is what it is. Now, the Mets have already traded Escobar. Uh, Eddie was my guy. I mean, as sad as I was to see him go, I'm actually glad he's gotten more playing time. No, I mean, yeah, he wasn't even playing for us. I mean, he only had, like I said, he only had 20 appearances after Beatty took his spot. But uh, I'm hoping that it's, that there's nothing to this. Um, but trading Escobar and then hearing Mike Puma report that the Mets aren't sold on Beatty at third base and still consider him possibly a corner outfielder, that hurts. Because it's like... I think Beatty will be fine if you give him time to learn the job. Yeah, I don't... I mean, there's a there's a giant difference between the speed of the game at AAA and, and the big leagues. I think the kid's done a pretty good job of learning his position. And he finally broke the home run drought the other day against Milwaukee, so that was nice. I mean, look at, look at Alvarez. Alvarez has become 
rock solid behind the plate. Yeah, it was good to see him hit a home run yesterday, too, because he's been scuffling. Well, he's been swinging out of his shoes when he comes down and just... And again, he was pressing. When he when he just does Alvarez and not tries to, tries not to be Dave Kingman, he's fine. Yeah, well, I got no problem. He's I, fine. I have no problem with Alvarez and Beatty, and I'd like to. If we do sell, then hopefully, uh, Beatty, Alvarez, Mauricio, and Dientos can take up four of the nine spots in the lineup. Right. Uh, so let's get into that. Who's likely to go? I think Fam's coming. Fam being our best player. Hey, man, it's going to, I mean... I mean, I'm eating my own words by saying that. I I didn't like the guy coming to the team, but the last three weeks, he's been the best, most steady player. And it's not even close. He's the best player on the team right now, by far. And he's going to hopefully... But he's on a one-year deal. Yeah, hopefully he brings us a really... I hope the Mets... I hope Cohen really, really makes some other GMs sweated out over trading for fam. I hope he holds their feet to the fire just like they held Eckler's feet to the fire last off, last trade deadline. What about Cannon? Like I said, I think, yeah, Fam and Cannon are probably my two most likely candidates to go. Cannon's um, on a last year of a two-year contract. He's getting $13 million, but you and I both know the Mets have paid whatever part the other team's not willing to take. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and then we go and I think there after that you just got some bullpen arms, mainly. You got Robertson, Rayleigh. You think Rodavid. Marte's making too much money to? Yeah, I don't, yeah, Marte's making too much money. How about Vogelback for a bag of balls? DFA him, get out of my world, please. I think Roberts Robertson is probably a likely trade candidate because he has some worth there. Such a shame too, because and I, he's. I, He's been clutch for us. I, I mean, he had, he had the, a he, bad he, night the yeah. other night, but that's the first one I can remember. No, when he when he when he gives up the runs, I'm like, uh, whatever. I mean, you're you're like 50 years old, and we're pitching you every night. I just feel sorry for you. I like, please go to an organization that doesn't need you to pitch every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I said, they've been overexposed, all of them. Yeah. When you've got guys like Leone and uh, Brigham. Brigham coming in every friggin' night <laughs> in the fourth or fifth inning, you got big problems. Yeah, no, it's not good. It's not good. I mean, those guys are meant to be ancillary pieces to your bullpen, mop-up duty guys, and they're getting shoved in almost every game. Yeah. I... All right, so let's talk about the bigger picture. Uh, what do you think about the trade deadline coming up? Who's a buyer? Who's a seller? Well, I, I think the Yankees might stand. The Yankees back. are gonna, the Yankee, Yeah, that's what one I wanted to get into is I think the Yankees. I, I know Yankee fans usually want to acquire everyone and get mad when they don't. I think yeah. this this has to be a year where you're like, if you make the playoffs, cool. If you don't, I mean, if the Judge doesn't come back, you're not contending anyways. Right. So it's just kind of. Unfortunately, a really lost year for them. Also, the the AL East is just so damn good. They, yeah. They. That's the thing. They, I don't. The Yankees, with their lineup as currently constructed, are not a playoff team. Although, if they, I don't know. If they they make some moves. Let's see. The Yankees are nine and a half games out. I don't even think the deadline is that. 
I don't yeah. think this trade deadline's all that enticing, really. Well, okay, what about those who say they should try to get rid of Donaldson while he's got a little bit of worth left? I, I, I'm here Does to, he? I, that's what I was going to say. I don't think there is much worth left. No. I mean, they... No. They, there's really... There's nothing there. And it, this deadline's not even in, really that enticing because... I mean, who's the big fish out there? We got... I mean, Otani's not going to get traded. So you don't even have a Juan Soto situation like last year, where there's like this big fish that's going to be on the move. So, I don't know. That was another thing about the Mets being sellers. It's like, rather sell this year anyways, because there's nothing to buy. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards the Yankees standing pat or maybe selling one one or two pieces. Uh, On an ironic note... um, the Dodgers, the Dodgers usually are. I mean, I'd say they had the, they had the Max Scherzer, Trey Turner trade, a couple of years ago. But other than that, they don't usually make big moves. Although, with the, the Diamondbacks out in front and the Giants right on their heels, the Dodgers might try to be really active. And they've got the money. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got the farm system that they can make some trades if they need to. Uh, they also, I mean, maybe a team like the Twins or the Guardians tries to... You know who's raking right now? Aaron Hicks. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's killing it in It's all in the beard. It's all in the beard. That was holding him back for all those years. You and your facial hair. He just, yeah. No. <laughs> when I'm wrong, we could, we could abandon the facial hair idea. But so far, well, I've been pretty on the money. Well, I mean, Pete's been so awful lately that it really doesn't matter what he has on his face, but Aaron Hicks looks like Aaron Hicks from like four or five years. No, he years doesn't. He looks like Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks really good. And great for Baltimore because they're an exciting young team. They are. See, that's another thing that throws a wrinkle into all the trade deadline is all, the, all these young teams that yeah. non-movable contracts are just lighting the world on fire. And we got the Orioles, the... The Diamondbacks, the Marlins. I could see Tampa Bay standing pat. Let's go just let's go by division. Baltimore, they're pretty good as they are. Yankees, I just don't think they have any moves in them. Toronto? No. Same boat. Same boat. Boston, uh Boston's right at five hundred, unbelievably. They're at the they're the, fourteen games out. They'd be in first place in the American League Central, and they're fourteen games out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're not a bad team. They they may try to make a move. Going to the AL Central, Minnesota. I could see I could see Cleveland potentially trying to work something out because they're usually active at the trade deadline. And I feel like with Francona, they have a mindset where as long as they get into the dance, they have a they have a good chance of competing. Yeah. They've also just been that, – that's that's a – I mean, there's been so many worse underperforming teams, Mets included, but the Guardians being two games under 500 is kind of disappointing. Given where Minnesota's only up by one game over right. Cleveland. Yeah. And Minnesota's – they've got pitching problems. The White Sox are going to sell. White Sox? Who's going to get Dylan Cease? Dylan Cease, yeah, that's – that yeah, that's actually the that might that's be the, maybe that, maybe the biggest and Gilito too. Those are the two, two biggest trade chips in the market. Right. Yeah. KC's gonna sell whoever I don't know who it. What you know, there's gonna be Mets and Yankee fans upset that we that, that none of those guys are gonna come here. Yeah. Well, they don't deserve them. 
Texas in the West. Now, we called for Texas to finish third or fourth. They're not. They're going to finish. They're going to finish in second. You're going to... Okay. I still have the Astros catch them. All right. Well, look, the Astros have the track record. Well, what about the Angels? Uh, are they... Do you think they... They might get a wild card spot. I don't think they're going to be... Uh, I would love to see the Angels. No, play. I would. I would. You know what the Rangers are? The Rangers remind me of the 2022 Mets. And the Braves... And the Astros are the Braves. And it's just like the inevitable... They're going to catch you eventually. Yeah. Because they've just been there before. And they're waiting for you to slip. <laughs> type of deal. Well, I think uh, Chris Young's done a great job with Texas. Yeah. At the same time, though. It's like yeah. kind of hard to... I mean, it's possible... Because, God, look at the Padres, but he was given a lot of money. Yeah, he was. And he, and he missed. He missed on the biggest fish because DeGrom's probably done. And there's still a 50-game winner before the All-Star break. Yeah, um, you know, going back to the Yankees, they spent a boatload of money on Carlos Rodon, who's turning out to be a big nothing they have They have lost the, uh, the Midas touch on pitching because they had to have... Um, Cole's been really good, but I mean, <laughs> they, they, their their big trade acquisition last year was Monta, Montas from the from the A's. Right. That hasn't worked. Uh, let's talk about the Yankees just briefly. We'll go back and do the National League uh, after this. But Herman pitched a perfect game the other night, and you wrote to me and said, "I have never been less excited about somebody." <laughs> Pitching a perfect game, and you enumerated reasons why. You want to tell our listener your reasons? Because I thought they were great. Yeah. Uh, well, for those of you who don't know, a perfect game is probably the most rare thing you'll so ever see. only been 26 of them in the history of the game. And I'm going to go out on a limb. Baseball has been played for 100 years. I'm going to go on a limb and say 25 of those guys are better people than Domingo <laughs> Armand. And that includes pre, pre-color barrier. So I'm really going out on a limb there. But, yeah. No, well, first of all, first of all, guys, like, blatantly cheated twice this season. Not, not in the grand scheme of his career. This season. Well, twice. Well, talking about extra rosin or whatever. Twice. Uh, I don't care. It could be spider tack. Chewing tobacco. I don't care. Whatever he's stick him. Whatever he's putting on his body. He got, he got ejected twice. Or, oh, I'm sorry. Once. The second time was ridiculous. They just let him wash his hands. Because that was just... Yeah. Uh, the rules change for everybody. He should have he should have gotten ejected twice for cheating. He only got ejected once. He, he's gotten suspended in the past for off-the-field issues. He did it against the A's in Oakland, which is the baseball equivalent of kicking a puppy. And he's a Yankee. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. for... Exhibit A, Exhibit B, Exhibit C, Exhibit T. I apologize to our Yankees listeners for our Yankees bias, but you you have enough. I don't. I'm apologizing for it. Yeah, they have. They've seen a perfect game. The majority of them have seen other pitchers for their team throw a perfect game. You could just watch David Wells highlights on YouTube. Who did it while completely hungover? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I. A perfect game is. A unicorn in the world of baseball, but it was. I agree with you totally. It was very, very hard to get behind, get excited about the, that particular person throwing a perfect game. Okay, back 
to buying and selling. Now we go to the National League. I think Atlanta is well-stacked enough. The Marlins and Phillies will be buyers. Marlins? What a job Kim Ang has done. Yeah. No, it's crazy. My goodness gracious. It's crazy remarkable. Those guys are uh, eight games over 500, yeah. and they are pesky. No, they're really good. They're really good. Uh, the Brewers, the Brewers maybe just to hold off the Reds. What about the Phillies? Because Dave... oh, yeah, I said the Marlins and the Phillies. They'll both be. Dave Dombrowski likes to spend his yeah. owner's money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, even if they shouldn't be. They got out. If they got Dylan Cease, all of a sudden they're a playoff contending team immediately. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I could see that happening. Like I said, the Brewers in the Central probably try to make some moves just to hold off the Reds. Who are so damn fun to watch. They are. And they are very fun. Uh, and I would pull for them just because that team has been horrible for so long. And to see life back in in the Queen City is uh, is refreshing. What, we've covered the Mets. Washington, I don't know if they even have anything anybody would want. Yeah, no. Central, Milwaukee. They're a perplexing team to me. Yeah. They're five games over 500, and they, they can't hit to save their lives. No, no, they can't. That's what this, I mean, if there's a big bat that they could get, that they can add to that lineup, they'll do it. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh has come back down to earth. Stroman, Stroman's probably going to be on the move, too, for the Cubs. Stroman's a quality pitcher. Stroman on the Phillies would be a match made in heaven. Oh, yeah, because then they could torment the Mets. They're also just... Miserable people all around, so they'll fit right in. Uh, St. Louis, they got to They're gonna. They're gonna unload some salary. Yeah. I don't know if Goldschmidt's on the move. Maybe. Flaherty. Newt Bar, maybe. Then we get to the West, Arizona. Oh, Hicks. That's another. That's that's a name that they should just. Yeah. Be Jordan, Jordan Hicks. Uh, Arizona. What a good team they are, and I and I and I. From all I've ever read and heard. Um, we need I, their, I, their coach is a good guy and, yeah. and it's hard not to pull for I, him I'm petitioning I want for all-star at some point before the home run derby I want L.A. De La Cruz and Corbin Carroll to have a race a dash around the bases home to home to see, see who's, who's the fastest fast. human in baseball yeah yeah because these guys are so fast they might be faster than some NFL receivers <laughs> Uh, the Dodgers are three games out of first at but ten games over five hundred. They're probably going to be biters. Yeah, and the Giants will be too. I could see the Giants really swinging for the fences because I don't think they had any intention of being as this close in the race at yeah. this point in the season. And San Diego Padres actually have a worse record than the Mets and almost the same payroll. <laughs> so they're probably going to be selling the farm. But who, who do you yeah, who do you sell on that? Everyone's locked into big contracts. Yeah, well, that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and Colorado. I mean, who's left on Colorado that anybody would want? Uh, Chris Bryant. No, no. There, there's the other thing is with them is they're so hard because like any anyone who really produces in that lineup, they'll be looked at as like, oh, well, it's just it's coarse. I mean, Ryan McMahon. He's a good a player. Guy. They might be on the move. Um, I mean, Blackman's kind of at the end of his career. 
And he's been a great player for a really long time. But I mean, he's, they, he's a Rocky. They, they don't stick him in the field anymore. I mean, no. he's just a no, DH. He, no, he's a Rocky for life. I don't. That's that's not happening. If he was if he was going to be on the move, he would have been by now. I mean, last year I was carping about wanting to get Herman Marquez, but he's kind of fallen off a cliff this year. So that leads us to the All Star Game, and you and I had a conversation yesterday about. Who's going from the local teams? I mean, if Aaron Judge is healthy, he's the... It's going to be Derek Cole and, and Lindor. I think it's only two that make sense. What about Tommy Pham? Tommy Pham is the only I, one that's producing no, on I, the Mets. Yeah, no, I, I know. But it's, that's not... The name value is just not there. Uh, Lindor's going to go because he, he has the most home runs and RBIs of any shortstop in the National League. So that's... And he's probably got twice as many errors at half a season as he had all of last season. He's Garrett Cole. Yeah, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole deserves to right. go. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know of any Met other than Tommy Pham who deserves to go. Lindor's Lindor's having such a weird year. I mean, like there's gonna be there's gonna be a case study on Lindor's twenty twenty three. And if you, I mean they they took a guy that size should not. Be on the air, uh, the Adam Dunn scale of uh, <laughs> hitting a lot of home runs in well, RBI. That's not what they're paying him to do. No, they're, no, they're paying him to hit for average and to keep the line moving. And that's the one thing the Mets can't do this year. They cannot keep the line moving. I think it, it yeah, it almost makes you believe that RBIs are uh, are uh, this uh, a misleading stat. All right, I'm gonna get on my bandwagon again or my soapbox. Okay. Batting average and RBI matter. I yeah, well yeah. Batting average more it because that's the stat that everybody chooses to ignore lately. Batting average matters. The one base you cannot steal is first base. Yeah, I mean there. You know the problem is that, but you can get a walk. But we're not even doing that anymore because we're not working counts because we're trying to swing for. Right, but Defense if you, if you get a walk, it doesn't count for or against your batting well, average. Well, you know, just the, LP, the on-base percentage goes up. OPS is overrated. Batting average is underrated. That is my opinion. Go with it where you wish. All right, in other local sports, the, the Liberty are 10-4 and four in second place in the WNBA Eastern Conference in the National Women's Soccer League, the New York, New Jersey, Gotham, have six wins, four losses, and three draws, and are currently in fifth place out of 12 teams. So they're doing relatively well. In Major League Soccer, both of our teams, the Red, Bill, the Red Bulls and New York Football Club, are uh, respectively 11th and 13th out of 15 places. So I don't care what their records are. They're horrible. Uh, got, that, got that out of your system? Well, you know, we got to report what's going on. Uh, yeah, like I said, the um, Mets play again in an hour. Tyler McGill's on the mound. Yeah, and for those of you who have been uh, faithful listeners, and we thank you for being so, uh, we have had to change from our usual Tuesday recording session to either Saturday or Sunday based on work schedules um, as... We're not making anything off of this deal, so we still have to have uh, 
lives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we enjoy doing it, and we really are thankful that you're listening. But from now on, for the foreseeable future anyway, we're going to be doing the recording and or posting of our, our webcasts on the weekends. Yeah, no, tell your friends or tell your family, tell anyone, local people around, uh, tell them about the show because the more listeners we have, we just steadily start building to less work for us in our real lives. So, so <laughs> it's a fair it's a fair trade-off. And maybe even some free barbecue. Leave the show on. I yeah, I mean just you don't even have to don't don't have to pay attention. You could go to sleep. I don't but just, you know, clicks. And <laughs> <laughs> be like a like ASMR, yeah. but uh, if you really enjoy watch, listening to two guys grumble about the New York Mets. Well, I mean, I'm hoping we're offering decent advice and solution and opinions. But uh, look, a miracle could occur. The Mets could turn this mess around, and then all of a sudden you'll have to listen to two guys talk about how wonderful they are. Yeah, let's let's go 19 and 7 in July and just really turn this bus around. Yeah. All right, John. That's all I got. No, it's yeah. I'm 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 tapped out. Like I said, uh, hopefully this time next week we will have uh, maybe a five. Like this week coming up, maybe the Mets have a 500 record for this upcoming week. Maybe they win more than they lose. Well, you know, it would be refreshing if they just win today, so they could win a series. Yes, that too. Every (laughs) a small step. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that's that. I mean, we always have September 10th. We have, yeah, yeah. Football's right around the corner. Um, we're about, I mean, if we're sellers and the Mets keep losing in August, we're going to become a horse racing podcast. And just <laughs> like, yeah, John and I were in Belmont yesterday, and I've got to tell you, I find that sport perplexing. Uh, between the odds and trying to figure out what trainer and what rider. and I mean, you could spend your life handicapping races. Okay, so this is before last question before we go. Rex, if you only had two options, if you had to be at Belmont Park all day, not gamble, but you were just by yourself watching horse racing, would you rather spend a day doing that or watching a Mets game that you know they're going to lose? Um, well, since it's what I do, watching a Mets game, then I know they're going to lose. <laughs> because I have this morbid fascination with this team, and I can't quit watching them, even though it pains me to do so. They're drunks. They're drunks. They're yeah. addicting and horrible for you. Yeah, well, half my wardrobe is orange and blue, so I, I kind of... Yeah. I've been pulling for this team longer than you've been on this planet, so it's hard for me to break this habit. You guys just don't win, though. You just happen to be rooting for the opposite team. <laughs> that is my lot in life. <laughs> On that note, folks, this is Rex the Rookie signing off. John, any parting words? 500, guys. Win more than you lose. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you soon.